Hello, Red Army. The Whole KR Podcast is back. And this week, I've got two special guests. It's Zach Fishwick and his dad, Dave Fishwick. And they're joining us to talk about Zach's debut and what goes into making your, your first team debut with Whole KR. So cheers for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us. And so I'm just going to go straight forward just to the um, the Magic Weekend debut. In the run-up to that week, how were you feeling? What was the what was the emotions? Did you know you were going to debut quite early in the week? Uh, yeah, so I got a call on Monday. Uh, around midday, I was getting the call up. Uh, I went to bed that day and I told my dad and I woke that and woke up Tuesday morning and I thought, I, was it a dream? I didn't really believe it at first, but then it all kind of sank in. It, it didn't really hit me that I was playing until about five minutes before the game. And then I sat in the changing room thinking, oh, wait, it's really happening now. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Well, I remember like I did the the photos for the pre Super League stuff, and I remember us chatting, and you've been like, "Oh, well, I've never, I've never even been to Magic Weekend, so I'm just going into blind in a way." So, it was a new experience on the pitch and off the pitch as well. Yeah, as you said, I um, I haven't been to Magic Weekend before, not even to watch. So, not many people can say your first Magic Weekend you've played in it, especially in the derby. So, yeah, it's a nice experience. For the game itself, I mean, I probably felt like a bit like a Blair, but what was like the thing that stand out from it? Like, what was going through your mind when you're coming on uh, off the bench and your first drive and your first tackle? Uh, when I came off bench, I was just thinking, don't fall over, because I don't want to make myself look a fool in front of uh, well, 10 plus thousand people, especially all from the same city. Yeah, um, yeah my eyes really like narrowed when I got on the pitch. I didn't really think much of it. I was just focused on doing my job and I do my best uh, being told uh, doing what I've been told to do and just take it like any other game I guess that's quite like a, that's a skill in itself having that narrow vision soon because people you see season professionals get uh, they get overwhelmed by what's going on on the pitch and uh, and the crowd and especially at Magic Weekend it's a different crowd to a normal league game but to come through that it kind of it hardens you up for the next couple of games doesn't it when you're in front of the Red Army and, or you're away at Wigan well I mean my own debut was just as a shock here Came out, fans were going mental, Craven Street packed, nice sunny day, and I mean, uh, ungodly heat, but you get through it. What was it like? I mean, it's a bit of a, a bit of a bed, I guess, in a way, but such a great day to have the Boilermaker shirt, but just a shame it was nearly 30 degrees. What was it like playing it, playing in that? Uh, privilege, really. You know, not many people were, have uh, worn that shirt, and I know it was limited in the uh, shops and such as, and uh, it was just nice to wear. You know, something that represents the community as well as the fans in the team itself. And for that game as well, was that a different game to the F- to the FC game? Or was the intensity still there with the heat and everything like that? Uh, they were both pretty intense. Most intense game I've ever played in there. Uh, you know, heat just added to it. But you've got to play for it. It's, it's your environment. You've got to adapt and try and play your best. And so now we'll just take it back, back all the way to the start. And I guess this is where uh, Dave Shirt comes in with, with, with your community team. And how did how did you come to rugby? Was it something that you just I, I, here you go, son, go go play rugby, or was it something? What what, what was behind it? Yeah, it was it was a tough one, really. He's, he's one of four uh, four lads, and uh, all his brothers they all played at Skylar as well. And Zach was always big for his age, so. Um, we took him down to the, the scaler at the Shrimps when he was only about three, only because his brothers were training on the on the same field at the same time. And of course, to play in the under eight, you got you got to be six year old. So I used to dread coming round every year and telling him, "Oh, maybe next year you can play some. Maybe next year," because he was big enough anyway. But the rules said he couldn't. But 
Um, yeah, Zachary's brothers, the only ever played at Skeller. Love playing at Skeller and uh, it's, it's a great community club. And um, well, if I'm honest, the, the, the reason why I wore his shirt was um, a couple of my mates started winding me up because uh, I'm actually an OFC fan. Oh, okay, right. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so, um, it, it would be a little bit disrespectful for me to turn up on a complimentary ticket that Zach's got me yeah, in an yeah. LFC shirt. So, um, I wasn't going to do that, but uh, Skeller did a lot for my lads and uh, especially Zach. So, in which case, uh, I've stuck his shirt on and I, I wear that to his to his games, but. He keeps telling me not to stretch it. <laughs> <laughs> you look at, yeah, I, I think yeah. you guys might be the same size, maybe. I don't, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> There's more spot, yeah. more, more on a spot the ball coupon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's such a great story in that. And I mean, one of four, like, that's crazy, really. Like, but it, big rugby league family, do they still play or is that something that they've, they've come away from the game or? Uh, well, they've all tried to stick to it. You know, they all love rugby. It goes with the family, yeah. Yeah. You know, a while back and they all just try to, well, Probably they love you, so I'll try and hammer each other in back garden, yeah, don't yeah. they? Who can, uh, who can make each other cry or yeah, get yeah. bruised? But as soon as they do, they start crying, you're apologising. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, it's nice. It's uh, it's nice to have like a a common ground between all your brothers, something that ties you together because we've all been in the same situation. Uh, and of course, it's been been great to play with them, uh, run out and training against them and then bash out with each other on a back pitch. So it's all well and good. Yeah, I mean, Barney, he's coming through at the moment, isn't he, as well? So it's a, just a rugby league family. I mean, he's, he's playing scholars at the moment, isn't he? And, and very, would you see similar players, different players? Or? Uh, no, he got the looks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. To be fair, I, I mean, you'll know yourself. Like, looking on, I do have Twitter. You're on the Twitter? No, I didn't see him. No, no. I mean, like, someone said that, that in between, some people just couldn't believe you were 17 and stuff. Just like, <laughs> oh, oh my so God. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're 17. Like, what? But I've... I guess the physicality is one of your blessings, but also when we chatted last year, it was about your footwork and that kind of stuff, like the smarts of the yeah. game. And I think some people can maybe overlook that. Was that one of the things that you developed during your time with scale? Like that kind of uh, time? Yeah, growing up, you, you, if you're a big lad, you're a brute, you're a bit of a knuckle dragger. But uh, no, you, I tried to develop in the game as much as I could, you know, being effective on the pitch, you know, playing bigger minutes, uh, trying to improve footwork so I could. I'd be as best as I could be and give myself the best chance of, you know, getting to the spot I am now. Uh, so, yeah, it's just trying to do the best you can with what you have. Yeah, and I mean, for people watching, listening, when you, I mean, your dad presented you, you with your jersey, which was a great moment and really nice, and it's something you'll probably remember for the rest of your career. But in a way, your dad should also get a, a shirt for because there's so much work that goes behind the scenes into, into making your first team debut. For those watching, listening, for question for both here, what do you think goes into making that first team debut? What what's been the big lessons you you two have learned along the way? Throwing bill's going to be big. Yeah, <laughs> all the chicken. <laughs> yeah, um, it, there's a there's a there's a lot of people. I mean, Zach puts all the hard work in and he comes off with the bruises, but there's a lot of people in the community that do it off and out um, for for a long time. And uh, not only that, uh, behind him, his, his family taking him all over the place. It, it, not just me, the entire family's been. Uh, driving him here, there, and everywhere to get to uh, training sessions all over the place. Um, but all you ever want to see is him, um, just him smiling and enjoy it. And uh, he's he's always enjoyed it. He's always put hundred percent in, and uh, that's all you want. That's all you want. And um, yeah, it's 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 great 
although I want to say he's made it. He's got yeah, he's got the chance to make in it. Yeah. And uh yeah, he's he's, he's got there on on merit and uh, with a lot of hard work and 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 for sacrifice as well. You just you know, times where he said, oh, I'm not going out there, I'm not going out and staying in and uh eating well, resting well. Mm. And um yeah, he's um he, he deserves he deserves a chance he's got. And that's that's massive the sacrifices, like you said, not just um not just like physically but also like mentally as well because you put so much time into what you're doing and the focus side of it. When was the the moment that something like clicked in a way? I mean it'd been at scale where you think actually I, I could do this at a pretty pretty good level and this is something I'd like to really challenge myself on. Is is there a specific time you remember? I remember a couple of occasions. Um there was one where actually it it could have turned out negative and I felt like a bad parent at the time because he was always he's always bigger than everybody else. So there's one time he'd, he'd maybe be under 10 or something like that playing for Skeller. And uh, I'd made a mistake with one of my elder lads when he'd got air and I sort of like give him a cuddle. Mm. And, and it was the worst thing I could have done. Um, and then when it come up next time, I thought I had doing that mistake again. So it half killed me doing it, but he got absolutely flattened once. And uh, from the sideline, I said, you've been doing this day in, day out, week in, week out to everybody else and they don't get up with the bottom lip going up. So don't start doing it now, you'll get up there. And all these parents come towards me and I thought, oh no, you're all going to report me to social yeah, yeah, service, you're, you're a bad in, parent. You're in trouble now. <laughs> <I'm> in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as it turned out, they all come to us and said, oh, I wish I had done that. But um, yeah, I felt bad at the time, but it got up. It never happened again, and he never took a backward step. So, from that point, I thought, yeah, he's passed that test, and uh, yeah, he's he's always done real really well. But he's he's also a, he's a great team player as well. He, uh, um, he he's not a dirty player at all, but um, he's got your back. Yeah, he's got your back. <laughs> He's, uh, he's certainly he, he could be my wingman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to play on the wing, you can do that. I mean, we are down on we're down, <laughs> no, back, we're down on everyone. I think at the no, moment, but um, the moments like like I say, Dave, they're they're massive in your development as well, like the mental as well as the physical. I mean, stuff like that puts you up for the moments when like you got Chris Sato running at you and you think, well, I'm going to have to tackle him, and that that's the first memory I have of, of, of your debut, just tackling him and going full full body, and not many Super League players that do that. Do you think? The, the atmosphere at Skeller helped help nurture that as a team player as well and, and, and them aspects away from the pitch what people maybe don't see. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Skeller was um everyone wanted to be at the uh, at the club was in and around it and I think we uh, got better because of that because you're always fighting for a spot really. Uh even in like COVID and lockdown everyone wanted to be in, everyone was turning up. Uh you know, doing the best for the uh, club, and when we came back, it was always oh, like we'd never been off. Uh, you just try and put everything for each other. You know, if one kid gets uh, clattered by someone, everyone goes out, and you know, you got to clatter him back and tag it on the back now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it becomes a bit of a of an arm wrestle, a bit of a grudge match. But you know, as a, as a team, you've got to you know come together and uh, you know win the arm wrestle. You got to adapt and. Know, fight your way back out of the uh, of the dark, yeah. I mean, they're quite a, they're for amateur clubs. They're elite environments, really, in regards to what you talk about the competitiveness and the, the places, the the, com, the competitiveness for places. And you, you've had some great people at scale. I mean, Carl Beat, like he's bringing through like all these these people 
I mean, your 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 academy mates in a way, like mm. them graduates, them, them people. You could probably pick twenty people out that have come through that that system at scale and and come through. I mean, you're playing with some of your friends in the academy as well, and seeing them after the game was that a great moment as well? Knowing you're putting all the weight together yeah. and stuff. Yeah, well, it's um, it's nice because you know, on a pitch, no one really uh, thinks oh, you're just teammates and this that. Now you, you've created quite a, a brotherhood with, especially a team you've been at since you were six or seven. Uh, yeah, Beatty's a, a great guy. He's uh, always put hundred percent into the team, and he's he made almost a family within Scala. And it's it's really nice to come off the pitch and be congratulated, have a have a bit of banter with your mates as you come off. Uh, it's just nice to uh, know that they've got me back, even though I'm not playing out there with them. And for your 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 pre-game stuff, I'm mean, before the derby. Is there any routines or rituals that you have before a game? Is there anything that stands out? Anything you've done since you were younger at Scala? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, in being a, an FC fan and the family being majority black and white, we used to go to the games. And uh, even when I used to go to KC, I've I've never been to a game to watch or play without a packet of major gems in my bag. So oh, right, okay. it's a continued tradition and. It's always nice just to have them in there. You've got a bit of security, even though it might not do out. Yeah. You've still got some and then a bus for something for after the game. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Has ever had a black midget gem, though? The, the poisonous. The poisonous to kids. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, the poisonous to kids. Yeah, you yeah, can't have them. No, can't no. Have black gems. No, no, get over 21, then you can no, have them. Yeah. Once you're an adult, you, you can eat them and you'll be fine. It's a rite of passage, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's really interesting, all that then. I mean, it's psychological, but in a way, like you always know they're there, and you think, right, I'm ready. This is game day. Like I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, was, was the the current run up to to joining the first team? I mean, coming down to training, was there any like little things in there, like any any kind of things you do before training that would be like, I don't know, tradition or or get you used to the environment? Or? Uh, no, not in, not especially training. Just, um, majority of games that tradition. I only yeah. have one for. I tend to forget the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> I know if I got a bit of an incentive with uh, with midget gems for afterwards, it, I'd keep remembering it. But no, nah, I'm pretty normal for training. I just try and go out, you know, have a bit of laughing mates. But as soon as you're on the pitch, your head's on and yeah. you're ready to train. That's strange, you know, because um, you maybe didn't notice it, but I, I did notice. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it, it would go just a little bit quiet. Just just a tiny bit quiet. And I don't, I don't think there's... Particularly nerves or anything like that. Yeah. But go just a little bit quiet, just in himself. And I think he was just, you know, going over things in his head. And then he, he used to he used to try and get into a zone. He used to put your headphones on and go for a walk around the block sometimes as well, didn't you? Um, and I still see them traits in him. But other than that, no, that, that was it. No, but just, just midget gems. Yeah, midget gems. <laughs> so if you're watching midget gems, we've had Ethan Ryan with Ryanair's, Zach Fishwood would like midget gems, please. Thank you. Uh, it's just such like a, and it's so cool to find out them things about players because people don't really know that they don't know like what's going on behind the scenes, and it's it makes everyone seem a bit more human because people kind of think get to the habit of just being like, oh, they're going to play well this week, or they don't have any nerves. But people, everyone does. Everyone has nerves, and everyone's like. Uh, everyone has to get used to a new environment or a new challenge. And when you're coming into the first team, was there any, what were the, the people in camp that have been really good with you? What were the people that have stood out and been like, oh, they've been like samples for advice or chilling out? All of them, really. They're all really nice fellas. Uh, all the staff, amazing people. They'll, they'll come and give you advice whenever. You know, they'll take bits out their own time just to come and help you and give a bit of, uh, of advice to you. And it's it's... It makes you more comfortable when you get to the ground because you know when you've got someone to talk to and bounce off and 
can have a bit of a laugh with them at some times. And when it does come off, you know, you've bettered yourself as a player thanks to their help. And for, for that advice as well, I mean, like you say, that it keeps going, the development. I think people probably forget that you are only 17 and there's so much like left left to come. Do you know what I mean? Some people say props peak when they're 27. Well, it's 10 years away. Do you know what I mean? But there's so many great things to come. What's the What keeps you grounded? What keeps you looking towards the future in a, in a positive and constructive way? Uh, I've always tried to not let myself flaw off very much. Uh, I like to see myself as still just one of the lads that went to community and one of the lads that turned up for academy training. You know, I just, it's nice to uh, be mates with everyone and have several like connections with friendships and brotherhoods and and whatnot. Just to uh, give you that homely feel, like you're not anything special. You've uh, you've got a journey. You've got to work hard for it. And when you do get that award, you're still no different. You're uh, you just have to keep bettering yourself for it. Who's been the guys in the academy and scholarship, like your, your mates, your teammates, that have helped you with that? Is there anyone in particular, people that you, you're really close to? Uh, someone that I've known since quite a young age, because you would play cricket with him, you know, Kev Dayton. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's helped us a lot, quite. He's a lovely guy. You know, he's, uh, sort of the F, Kevin. He, yeah. He's really good, <laughs> always positive. Yeah. Uh, he's always got a smile on his face and. He's always uh, ready to fire something back. He can like, have a little dig at him. Yeah, and yeah. He'll give one back. But once uh, once it's on the pitch with you, it's screw on time, ready to go. Uh, he's willing to give you advice. And if you're willing to listen, you are going to develop. And it's nice just to, you know, as someone you've known for a long time, it's nice just to get the uh, bit of constructive criticism. You know, take a bit, give a bit. And... Uh, yeah, overcome something that you might not have overcome without them. Yeah, and the academy seems to be going in a really good direction. I mean, you played that game, you were in that scholarship game the, the week after they decided the temporary license last year, which is crazy to think, really, that you've come such a long way, way from then. What's the atmosphere been like in the academy? It, do you see it as there's a bit of a turning point? Because some real good guys there, aren't they, in the academy at the moment? Yeah, when we got the news about the academy licensing and we. Uh, wasn't going to get it. Everyone really sunk, and there was a, quite a bit of like solemn feeling uh, throughout the training. And we didn't really know what to do. It was kind of just everything we've worked for in community and uh, helped each other for to get through where uh, it might be gone. And when we played that game, uh, it, I don't think any of us thought about the academy licensing. I think it was just everyone put your heart on the line, go out and do what you must and win or lose. I thought everyone played for each other and it was, uh, it made it all tight knit in the club. And ever since that day, it's been, you know, world class in that training ground. I mean, for you, Dave, like as, as a parent, like how do you, it's, it's, it's such a journey and you put your time and you talk about not on yourself, but like friends, family, all the time you put into, to open the dream in a way. Was that just, a, do you remember that time? Was it a bit of a, Bit of a crazy time to to be around the club and be involved in rugby. Yeah, um, I remember writing a letter um, to the club to pass on um, with some choice words in it. Yeah, um, because uh, we was developing such a fantastic spirit in in the academy, and then just to have the rug pulled from under you. 
when these these kids were creating something quite um, that was brilliant. Uh, real buzz about the place, and stunned them. We we couldn't we couldn't make any rhyme nor reason of it at the time, um, but fortunately, you know, um, that got put right in the yeah. end. And uh, deservedly so as well. A lot of people behind the scenes put a lot of effort in here, um, and uh, there is a, a brilliant academy. Yeah, brilliant academy. yeah. I mean, college prevailed in the end, and, and thankfully it was all rectified pretty quickly. And and you've seen it this year. I think that the decision galvanised. I think people in East Olkers, I think people thought, "Oh, where no, where where no, where well, other academies are no better than us." Do you know what I mean? And, and we can kick on. And you've seen that in the results. This year with with the wins over Wigan and Saints and just a bit on that Zach, how were them them games? You know, before coming into first team, what, how were them experiences? They geared you up for for what's come this year. Uh, yeah, uh, it was hard, but it was good to grind out wins against you know what people would consider two of the best like academy playing teams in in uh, in the leagues. Uh, but I mean, each academy is no different from the other. They're all just kids who have come through community and have all worked hard to get into the position they're at. And I don't think you need to look at academies as better players or worse players just from the club that they play for. I think they're all very human. And they, sometimes they don't get recognised as that. And the hard work you put in, that, that all the lads put in, you know, this ground and every team that has an academy and first team. Otherwise, they're they're all putting their hard work and they're all taking time out their own time. I mean, they could just be sat at home, you know, twiddling thumbs. Mm. But they all turn up to training. They all do the best and they're just doing what they must for the badge that's on the shirt. And a bit, a bit about that, you, you come in and um, when... I guess when you're inside a rugby club, you do realise people are human, don't you? I guess not from the outside, it could be large in life characters. And you've had two really big influences alongside like Kev Deaton and family in Jason Nev and people like Danny Maguire as well. I mean, Jason Nev massive here and Danny Maguire massive at Leeds. How are those guys been in your development and, and your, your growth as a player? Yeah, first it was stunning. Like, you grew up watching them on TV and you think, oh, well, I'm never going to meet them. I'm yeah, never, yeah. Gonna, <laughs> never going to train with them. And um, ten years later, you work so hard for a spot, and you you see them near enough every day, and you're you're on the blower tool when something good happens, or asking them questions of what to do. It's uh, surreal. As like, if you told me ten years ago that would be training under Danny Maguire, you'd well, I'd rip your arm off. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe you. But now that we're here, it's it's nice and it's uh, it's a job with people that who love the job it's yeah, it's, yeah. Some, it's a passion is the game it's uh, it's just nice to be given the opportunity to be here it's quite infectious isn't it like the when there's a good atmosphere on the club it does seep in everywhere doesn't it really and you can't not be positive in, in a way what's been the advice that you've had it might, it might be something trivial but what's the piece of advice that stuck with you it, it could be anything it could be something silly is there some piece of advice that you thought Actually, that really rings true, and I'm going to keep that. That's in my toolbox now for the rest of my life. Uh, one has stuck with me since about oh, seven or eight. Mm. It was eight. <laughs> in that said it. Uh, don't run half-assed because you'll get banged. 
<laughs> to be fair, I don't think there's I don't think there's true word spoken really in rugby league. That's uh, it's pretty accurate, isn't it? And it just shows it kind of stretches full way to life, doesn't it? Don't do anything half assed in a way because ah. you you will get banged. If you're doing something, do it right. And yeah, you know, if you've got a passion for something, you may as well give it your all. Because if uh, if you don't and something goes wrong, you've got an excuse there. You don't have an excuse to uh, yeah. why you didn't do something. In a way, you want to leave it all out there, don't you? And and not not ever think, oh well, chance passed me by, or or I I I messed something up. And I guess that in a way sums up maybe where you're going now with your career. I know you you had your apprenticeship on the side, but committing full time to to rugby league that's a that's a real uh, going for the dream and committing to a dream. Is it is it is that exciting not having to work as well as much and not have to do the early mornings after an hard hard game? It's uh, a different type of work, I guess, as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's different. It's Work that doesn't feel like work. It's as you said, infectious. You you can't wait to get to the ground. You can't wait to you know put your boots on, lace them up, and go run out on pitch. And uh, it's nice just to have a a passion for something you like doing and have it as your job, just a plus. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that don't know already, what was you doing before you committed full time? What was the what was the plan alongside rugby? Uh, I was an electrical apprenticeship. Oh, okay, so I was. You know, the days I went trading, I was on a site uh, playing with wires and, and yeah, yeah. Uh, helping, you know, with a sweeping brush for a bits of it. Yeah, yeah. But you go through the bad and you get the good. It's nice. Uh, I fully enjoyed it and I recommend apprenticeships to anyone who wishes to get into uh, a trade. Uh, but I got the opportunity to come here and I, I thought, I'm never going to get something like yeah, yeah. this. Well, Possibly ever again. Then, if you're out with it, you have to follow up. Yeah, it says you can't do it half ass, can you? No, 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 no. <laughs> I say that's the theme of the theme of the program. Can't do it half ass. Wine gums. Anything sorry, midget gem. Sorry, or, or commitment to rugby. Nothing half ass. No, that's it. But um, for for that as well, do you have any plans to? Is it something you'd like to revisit a bit later on in in the years to come, or or is it the full oh, commitment? On definitely. Rugby? Yeah. Definitely. Uh, you know, it was. I tried different trades, you know, trial periods and and bits working for mates of mates. And electricals ones that quite stuck with me. It, it's it was nice, especially the company I was at. There was there was uh, it was just a group of mates, really. That's what it turned out to uh, to be. You were all mates with each other. You all had a laugh with each other. At the end of the day, you got the jobs that you had to do. Yeah, yeah, and that's good as well. Like I said, having mates, and I bet a few people thought, like, oh, that Zach, how long's he been working here? Like, oh, well, he's only seventeen. Like, what? Yeah, did you get a lot of that? All yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got a lot of that when I first turned up, and uh, no one really quite believed it. Uh, but once you get past that, it's yeah, yeah. You now people will take digs here, yeah, yeah, and yeah. saying this and that, but it's all in good art, and yeah, you yeah. just have to. Uh, you know, take it on the chin and just give a, some back sometimes. Yeah, yeah, just a bit of apprenticeship banter. They all yeah. they always get a dirty the apprentice. The apprentices, <laughs> yeah. Do you ever see? I mean, what did you just play amateur day? Was that your kind of, or did you would you no, come I've, to the game quite late? Honestly, I, I didn't really play that much uh, rugby league at all. I love it. School not much at all. I played several other sports. Yeah. Um, but um, really, always keen sports. When I was playing sport every day of the week. In fact, I do remember. Um, somebody asking me if I'd go down and play rugby league, and my dad said to me, "Yeah, and what night of the week are you gonna do that? Because uh, you haven't got one free at the moment, so yeah, it yeah. just it just never happened." Um, but it's not really the the, the sport that 
is important for me as a parent. It's it's more or less uh, that person learning through like the medium of sport and, mm. and, and and what you can take out of the sport itself rather than the actual sport, uh, the discipline, the exercise, uh, how you look after you and condition your body. No matter what sport it is, if you've got that discipline that you can take all those qualities out of that particular sport and put them into yourself for everyday life. And, 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 and hopefully that, that enables that person to become a better person or, you know, it's just the best, best, best version of yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, and I don't think it makes any difference. My children, they pick rugby league. Yeah, yeah. And they never really tried anything else because yeah, I yeah. played cricket, golf, football, all sorts. Yeah, yeah. And they, they weren't interested at all. But yeah. once they played rugby league, they loved it. They weren't looking back. And it did teach them a lot of traits um, that, are, that, are, that are real qualities to set them up for life. And um, his, his, his electrical employer actually commented that, you know, I'd taken some of the discipline from rugby league and brought it into his working life. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, that, that stood him in good stead. And um, that's all you want, really, isn't it? You know, yeah. And if you're not, you're not after making, not every child is going to get the opportunity to be a Super League player, mm. but every child gets the opportunity to take those qualities out of that sport to become a better person. And that's, that's, that's all I ever wanted. That's it, yeah. In four brothers playing together, that, that's got to be the goal somewhere down the line for you guys to, uh, to all play together, whether it be for scale or a charity match or, or something like that. Yeah, I just don't know which... Which position we'd all get. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I have the legs to put for a second or anything outside of that. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice just to play with your brothers. It's It takes the seriousness out of a, of a game. It's you're just mucking about with your brothers, really. Uh, but then, of course, all of us are pretty, pretty much the same. And, you know, once you're on the pitch, everything's all in front of you and you just have to do what, you, what you've been told to do. It's strange because normally you're just in the garden smashing each other. If you're on the same team, you can't smash each other. I think you'd be quite disappointed. Yeah, we'd find a way. <laughs> <laughs> I say it just like a, like a slalom in the tackle, like I'm on the same team. No, no, we're not. We're not on the same team in life. Couple two of my cards. Busted up lips. Yeah, we did Fish that. The scrapping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the scrapping again. We just left them to it. They're still doing it, all four of them, like on the pitch. But that would be just such a cool moment. I mean, like, in a way, some people say playing with family is a bit harder or it could be a bit more difficult because you maybe strain that relationship. But you know what you, you require of each other in a way. And you you guys will know that as four brothers, especially all playing rugby league and all playing it in a very similar way with, with your defining characteristics for each person. But that's got to be something on the on the list along the oh, way. It's, yeah. uh, it's on the bucket list, definitely. So uh, I want to do that at some point. Uh, but as you said, it'd be, uh, it's harder playing with brothers, I reckon, because... You know, you see each other every day. You're sleeping under the same roof, and uh, it's it's like bragging rights, really. Yeah. And having bragging rights over three people, it's, <laughs> it's better than just one. Oh, that's the best. I mean, that could, that could be the future. To be fair, just there, just like rubber shit. Just like, yeah, there you go, guys. Unlucky. <laughs> the only tell, only way you can tell the difference is the size of it. Yeah, yeah. I guess for you, for you guys as well. What, how has that been for? I mean, growing up at an FC fan, being on FC and coming over to KR. And being the the latest debutant, well, the last debut uh, since nineteen seventy two in a in a whole derby, is that a, a cool moment? And do you feel fully in the KR side of it now, or is it still like a bit of a conflict, or is a bit of banter around that? Or no, I've never been like really diehard 
any side. But as soon as we came for trials here, back in 2014, 15, it felt almost like a home. And, uh, you know, even with kids that, you know, you're told to have a rivalry against, you know, Westall, Scaler, Eastall, uh, and the likes of Dockers and all sorts, you were... Uh, it was like already you'd, you'd known each other and you trained with each other for a season. And it was nice just to have that feeling of comfort within a team. And you know, that comfort's only grown throughout the years and now into academy. And I guess in a way, like the borders come down because you've got all the club rivalries and they they go away when you go into your scholarship programmes. And then the rebuild back up into the first team. What was it like playing against some of FC's younger lads? Was he a bit of banter in there? I mean, I mean there's a few guys... I mean, they one of their lads debuted at prop as mm. well. Was he a bit a bit of banter there? Or? Well, uh, Matty Matty Lebo, yeah, was the, uh, the kid. He, he was uh, age above me in Dockers, but the way that the old leagues worked, we were playing each other for the last like two or three years, and you know, he's a really nice kid. Run a hard line, I'll tell you that because uh, my shoulder still feels it. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, it it's nice to have local talent in teams, you know. You, you watch it on TV week in, week out. Who's going to be on Sky? Do you know anyone? And to, uh, to be surrounded by people who, you know, just live down the road saying, well done, and have seen us grow up since, what, you know, playing under sixes, under sevens, yeah, and shrimps. Yeah. And it, it's, uh, it's better than, than uh, being congratulated by people you don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, with Hull, it is such a, Close knit rugby league community. Everyone knows someone through through some from somewhere or some point in time at an amateur club, and and it just makes it all oh, that sweeter, doesn't it? I guess when you're making your debut and stuff like that. Yeah, it's um, it's nice. I mean, last game of Magic, uh, one of the closest derbies in Super League. Uh, you walk out onto a pitch and there's fifteen odd thousand people, all of them who know of you or know someone from your family or down the street or whatever. Uh, it's it's kind of like I don't know. I felt like I was kind of like playing in front of a mirror or playing in front of a of a TV screen. Yeah, yeah. Because if after the game when you walk into the stands, you could pick out people that I know you, or went yeah, to school yeah. with you, and oh, I know so and so knows you, and it it was nice because it's kind of like one big reunion. Yeah, yeah. Although there's a divide of who hates who and who's better and who's got bragging rights and. After the game, everyone just goes back to being neighbours and, and friends and work, uh, workmates. I guess that's kind of like a perfect debut. If it had been a Wigan or Warrington, uh, maybe it wouldn't have been that kind of much of a reunion. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's a nice it's a nice thing to end your, your first game on. And now look into the future as well. You're, you're only young, you're only 17. You've got the, your whole career ahead of you. What's the main goals or what's the main like driving force now for you? What If you're kind of after that game and you're setting your goals for the next year and the year after what, what's been the stuff that's developed you and go that, that's what I'm signposting uh, just to keep in the team become a regular uh, and just at some point uh, hear the fans shouting for you and cheering your name what's come up with that I'll, well something with midget gems Red Army get, get on that <laughs> something with midget gems buy him some midget gems after the game or something like that but uh, it's been a pleasure with you guys and uh, thank you for everything you've told us because it's been a real insight into becoming a, a, an academy player and what what it takes and, and being being a father of a of, of a now Super League debutant so uh, Zach 
Thank you very much. Thank you. Dave, thank you very much. Thank you. And I'll see you soon. And hopefully we'll get you in a rover share at some point in the future. No. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> Cheers, it's guys. Big enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thank you. Here we, here we, here we go.